When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Wednesday morning, there is no such thing as hump day here at uh, the home of Sport SEN, broadcasting out of the studios in Sydney, 11.70am. We are all over the sport. We love talking about it, and there is so much to discuss. Uh, Last night at the judiciary, as Michelle Bishop reported, Wade Graham, uh, Sharks forward now out for four weeks, reckless tackle, so um, appeal dismissed, if you will. Uh, so bad news for Cronulla, and they play Parramatta on Friday night. We we feel obliged to play Josh Adokar again. If you want to smile on the dial to start the day, this was the Fox, one of the greatest characters in the game. Uh, talking yesterday, he was uh, trying to draw upon an historical analogy to discuss the Bulldogs, and this was the best the Fox came up with. Rome was a build overnight or whatever it is. <laughs> whatever it is, okay. or the pyramids or whatever you want to call it. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, that, that pyramid-looking thing at the Coliseum. Um, great stuff. The Fox uh, laughing. See, you got you got issues at the Bulldogs, James. You do realise that. <laughs> Just with analogies. Yeah, everything else is fine. Now, look, um, one of our listeners came through. We just want to start the hour a little different. I know we've got some big stories to discuss. We'll have David Riccio on uh, shortly from The Telegraph. But this one um, came in today from Alan Belford-Jones. He said, good morning, Andrew and James. Weekday listeners might like to hear James repeat his story. He told on the Mowers Club at the weekend regarding three kids ringing his intercom some years ago. I was very amused along with my butler, always listening. <laughs> um, so, James, I think now uh, that uh, it, it piqued my interest, um, yeah. this story of you and the rogue intercom pushes. Tell yes. us, please. Yes. All right. So, uh, at my previous place, I was living in an apartment in Dremoyne. And uh, we had some knock and run issues, which when you're in an apartment building is, is kids ringing all the different intercoms at the same time. And you pick up the intercom and it's all your neighbors and stuff answering saying, hello, hello, is anyone there? What's this? <laughs> who's, who's there? And uh, it, was all, it was all elderly people in our building as well where, where we lived. And uh, so they were ringing the intercom, go and answer no one there. They, they did it three or four times on this Sunday afternoon. And... Uh, as our building was set up, we had the, the big glass doors, foyer entry. But, so that's where the intercom was. But you could also go down the fire stairs and come around the side next to right. where the entry was. So I said to my girlfriend, yeah, I'm going to go down the fire stairs. And if these kids ring the intercom again, I'm going to be waiting at the bottom of the fire stairs. Give me a call. As soon as I get your call, I'm going to burst out and catch these kids. She said, all right. So I went down the fire stairs, standing at the bottom of the stairs. Must have only been a minute or two. And I get the call. They've rung the intercom again. So I burst out of the fire doors, <laughs> run around to the, where the intercom is. And these, there's three kids there on bikes. And I grab their bikes before, the, before they have a chance to get away. And they go ghost white. They don't know what to do. And they're looking at me. And we're standing next to, uh, we're next to the harbour, Sydney Harbour. I said, see that harbour there? They said, yeah. I said, you come back and ring this intercom one more time and these bikes are going in that harbour. Oh, sorry, wow. sir. I'm sorry, sir. It will never happen again, sir. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I let them go. They took off on their bikes. Never had another intercom issue again. 
Now, I need to say, they're a big fella too. Cause you, so you spring out of the fire escape, all yeah. six foot six of you. What is it, six, seven, hundred yeah. K? Uh, did you wear a hockey mask or what were you wear? Were you dressed as the Grim Reaper? What did you have? Little... No. Uh, no. What no, were you wearing? No were, costume, no costume. No, no, just oh, in civvies. Be... Um... A clown mask, possibly. A clown mask. <laughs> oh, yeah. They weren't expecting it, that's for sure. So that's a tip for people, and there'd be plenty of that going on. Um, school camps goes on all the time. So yes. that carries into back into the community, James. That's your solution, is it? That's your solution. <laughs> Threaten to uh, Throw dismember in the harbour. Uh, possession. Not dismember them, but uh, one of their possessions, throw them into the harbour. Very nice. What a lovely way to start the hour. Very positive uh, parenting tips for you. Um uh, lots of texts coming through this morning on the Edgewater uh, Homes uh, text line. Uh, this one, we've been talking about concussion. Now, um, yesterday, Luke Keary, pr- pretty pertinent comment um, and very relevant to the current debate that we've been having since the weekend uh, with the independent doctor. Now, Luke Keary is a player with a history of concussions who felt obliged yesterday, and he uses the expression we, he's speaking on behalf of you can only assume the majority of players. This is Luke Keary's opinion of having an independent doctor involved in the NRL. There's obviously a designated doctor sitting there just watching that. So like, as a player, as much as it's frustrating sometimes if they might have got it wrong, I think as a player, they'll we appreciate it. Even if we don't all say it, we, we would appreciate it that someone's actually sitting there looking out for us. It's obviously hard. Sometimes our docs are in the dressing rooms with people doing the concussion protocols to get back on. They're looking at other stuff. There's a lot of things going on at the actual ground, so it's good. So Luke Carey, Luke Carey gives it absolute endorsement, James. Yeah. He's in the box seat to give advice on that because he has had as many concussion issues as anybody. The rooster, do you ever get concerned about the roosters? We yes. saw Victor Radley had a really bad one on the weekend. He's been, surprisingly, he's been uh, named to play this weekend, which I was surprised mm. about. They've, they've usually been uh, a lot more cautious than that and given people a couple of weeks off. But uh, I, I worry about the Roosters. We had Boyd Cordner, we had Jake Friend, we've had Luke Keary, and now Victor Radley, this is not his first concussion. He's had a heap mm. Over the past couple of seasons, Lindsay Collins is another one. Yeah, uh, James has yep. had some, you know, bad concussions. Um, remember from Origin uh, last year as well. Um, yeah, uh, is there something there? Uh, I don't know. Is it just bad luck? Probably more more likely it is. On the theme of the concussions, though, lots of our listeners are wanting to buy into this one. Um, this text here, Vossian Missile, head injuries are obviously a very serious issue in today's game. Before people get too carried away criticising the impact of taking a safety-first attitude to the head bin, they have to consider the consequences. The most sobering approach is to interview the previous champions of the game, like Steve Mortimer, Ray Price, Mario Fennick, to see what the impact on players' lives, heads, head injuries can have. The vast majority of players would prefer not to leave the field because they're not looking ahead at how they will be at 50 and 60 years of age. Well, that is right. That that last point's very true. The gladiatorial nature of rugby league is, you know, you stay out there. I mean, you know, you know some of the historic moments in origin, um, you know, players doing the... It was it Dallas Johnson? He, he got knocked out, came yeah. back. Um, yeah. Was it Morris on his knee? You know, knee gone and he's still making tackles and all of that. Yeah. You don't leave your teammates behind. And Mario Fennick, who I did speak to for the fan on Fox League, said that 
and I've told this story before, there were two two main motivations for his style of play, and he was kamikaze-like. Yeah. One, he said, I came to this country, and my dad, migrants, I was, I'm a wog. Yeah. I, I'm a wog. And to get respect, I wanted to be tough. I wanted to mm. play rugby league, adopt the game. I'm not playing soccer. Yeah. And I'm telling this exactly as Mario told it. Yeah. I was a wog, and it gave me my badge of honour. Got mm. me respect. Then secondly, he said, once I was made captain, there's no way I leave the field as captain. I'm there to lead the team. That was Mario's mentality, that he and he played it as tough as anyone. But as captain, you just did not come off. And yeah. he's at a club where, you know, the legend of John Sattler and all of that. Yep. So that was Mario talking about uh, mindset. And this was, I'm sitting there talking to Mario, who has eight shadows on his brain now. Eight yep. shadows. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's incredibly alarming, but that was the attitude. So, you know, I, I lean towards we are protecting the players now from themselves. for the future. From themselves. Yeah, from themselves. From that's, themselves. The, that's the thing. When you're, in, when you're in the midst of it, Vossi, as an athlete, that is your life. You don't have the foresight to think about what does my life look like at 50 or 60. You're so caught up in what's happening day to day. And if, if you say to most athletes, you know, would you, you know, take 10 years off the, the back end of your life to live the fullest within your career? Most of them would do it. But it's such yeah. a long life to live after sport. Yeah, well, that's the debate we're having and the discussion we're having at the moment. But I, I do lean on, I also uh, you know, bow to what Gus is saying. Look, they're going to get ones wrong. They're getting ones wrong. Um, but that's where we're at. I mean... An independent doctor making assessments. Don't forget, we have a Signet Boost power bank to give away to one of our new Twitter followers this morning. To be in the running, head to our Twitter page, at VossiBrandySEN. Give us a follow, become a new follower, and you'll be in the draw to win the Signet Boost power bank today. At uh, 14 after 7, let's get to David Riccio. And now on Breakfast with Vossi and Brandy, the back page with David Riccio. Morning, David. Uh, straight off the bat, we've got D-Day for Luttrell. Is he going to line up this weekend for the Rabbitohs? Yeah, good morning, Missile and Bossy. Look, yeah, it is certainly D-Day for Luttrell. We know it's an it's a, uh, MCL-PCL uh, knee complaint uh, for Luttrell, picked up in that game against uh, Cronulla uh, in round one. They are training this morning, South Sydney. Uh, it is their captain's run. A really quick turnaround for the Bunnies uh, following that game against the Sharks. Uh, short prep, only two two training sessions, uh, one of which was yesterday that Latrell sat out. Uh, now, my understanding is that Latrell will train this morning. Now, providing he gets through today's session, he'll play. Talking to South Sydney coach Jason Demetrio last night, he gave every indication of positivity. Um, certainly wasn't apprehensive about Latrell uh, having a, a gallop this morning. He, it felt like all roads lead to Latrell uh, being A-OK to play. Now, if he doesn't, if there is a, 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 an ur of on the side of caution, Blake Taff. Blake Taff would come in into that South Sydney side and play at fullback. I just think uh, South Sydney are, are, are really showing some maturity at this point in time as a, as, as a squad, guys. The way they got the job done against Cronulla, down uh, a stack of key forwards, it, it, it's you know, we know that competitions are one on depth. And when South Sydney started last week, they were out with, with our Jacob Host, Harme Sele, Saliva Harvili. They then lost to Vita Tatala after 35 seconds. 
Joey Arroyo goes down with a hamstring and we're still able to get it done against the Cronulla side and a Cronulla pack that is being well rated as far as being a finals contender this year. I just think uh, I think South Sydney is already, already are starting to show just how deep their squad is and, and, and how much potential it has. Yeah, they've certainly got a lot of depth. Uh, Amon, Junior Amon, he's been cleared to play. So this yeah. is a confusing one for me, Dave. So it's been... It's gone from the state court to the local court. Can you give us a bit of insight into this? Yeah, Missile, look, just ignore the, ignore the, the, the court uh, situ- movement situation from, 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 to a local court. That's not, the, that's not the basis of Junior Ramon returning. The basis of Junior Ramon returning and being cleared by the NRL is that under the no-fault stand-down policy, uh, he has had his charges downgraded to the point where it now lo- no longer sits under what is the, the parameters of a no-fault stand-down policy where he's facing an 11-year jail term. That's the, that's the umbrella that the game has put over the, the no-fault stand-down. If, if you're facing charges that, that have an 11-year jail term or more, you are stood down. He has since had those charges um, downgraded and he, has, he falls back under that category where he's not facing that length of, of prison term, which is why it has triggered his automatic return. I think this is obviously, um, this is big for St. George of the Water. He, was, he has been named in that 21-man squad uh, to play for Saints on Sunday against the Gold Coast Titans. My early mail yesterday was that Saints weren't actually going to rush him back. But I think the fact that he was named, and he has been training, um, uh, suggests that he could be a late inclusion. But I, I must say, the early mail was that Jaden Sullivan and Ben Hunt uh, would be in the halves for the Dragons. Guys, you can't underestimate uh, how much hope in, in the potential of a moment the Dragons have as far as him being... We know that there's been the talk about the big, the big three coming through there, and that's been Tyrell Sloan, Jaden Sullivan, and Junior Ramon, and it is Junior Ramon on top as far as the one that they believe will go all the way. So... They know how good he is, um, which is why I'm not ruling him out completely just yet on playing on Sunday. All right, there's the mail from the Telegraph, David Riccio. Now, one other club that is um, that is losing players. We know that Thomas Flegler out the door of the Broncos next season. Uh, likewise, Herbie Farnworth. Now, what about Pat Carrigan? Last year's Wally Lewis medal winner, uh, now an Australian representative at the World Cup. Is he a chance to leave the yep. club as well? Well, certainly, because there's six clubs chasing his signature. Well, see, and this is, this is uh, nervous times for the Broncos because if you start to lose, as you said, Vossi, Thomas Fleckler, Herbie Farmworth, Pat Carrigan. Pat Carrigan, I believe, is one of the, one of the best forwards in the game. And, and if the Broncos were to lose Carrigan, it's like the likes of the Melbourne Storm, the Canberra Raiders, are at least two clubs chasing his signature. It would be significant, majorly significant. I mean, that's that's a, that would be a hammer blow if Carrigan yeah. was to to leave the Broncos. I just think he's such a special player, and, and can't wait to watch how these two forward packs come up against each other on the weekend uh, regarding the, the North Queensland Cowboys. So, uh, yeah, uh, interesting times for the Broncos, Vossi, uh, as far as Pat Carrigan is concerned. Guys, I'll just. Before you, before I get out of here, I just wanted to echo your sentiments in rela- relation to Luke Keary's comments 
Yeah. If the NRL aren't sending Luke Keery a message today about the maturity and the level-headedness of such a delicate topic from a player that knows all too well about the significance of concussion, well, then I'm not here. That, they, they were stand-up comments by Keery, um, as I said, by a player that knows... That, that when they're out on the field, they're gladiators and they won't come from the field. They need to be pulled from the field. Mm. And to the point that Kiri said, sometimes you're knocked out, so you don't even know what decision you need to make, mm. whether I'm staying or going. So mm. uh, I just thought they were telling comments uh, at a time where there's a stack of debate going on in and around the independent doctor. Yeah, well said. David Riccio from The Telegraph. We can follow The Telegraph website throughout the day for all the breaking news. Thank you. Thank you, boys. Go well. Listen, another one on that, James, just picking up the ball and running um, with that. Uh, it was said, I, I called a game Roosters and Newcastle, I remember a couple of years ago, and they had two players go down with serious knee injuries. Uh, I'll bring Lieutenant Dan in here, the Roosters, remember that, that same night. Morris and Collins, I think it yep. was, on the night. Yep. And they said after the game, like Trent Robinson even said this, now this is right or wrong, but he almost said that we, we have a policy here that no, you don't get stretched off. Mm-hmm. So players don't like to be stretched off. Well, they don't. It's across the board. That's part of the, the gladiatorial um, element that we bring to our game, that when you suffer, and it, no, no, you get back to your feet and you, you, you at least you, know, you make it off the field of your own volition as best you can. You're not, you don't want to be stretched off. Interesting. Um, is that a healthy thing? I mean, again, I'm not saying right or wrong um, judgment, but these two players that night had done their knees. And I remember Morris, he had to come all the way round the far side of the ground with knee, knee gone. I, I suppose you can't do any more damage, but that attitude, is that is that right or wrong? Is it time to grow up from that? Mm. It is very gladiatorial, isn't it? It's like go out on your shield type rhetoric, but yeah. I, don't, I don't see it. Yeah. I, I, did, I wasn't aware of that, actually. So, yeah, it's, it's very interesting to hear. But Trent even said that. Trent even said that that night, that, you know, that's part of it. That you know, And I'm sure that is almost unwritten law in rugby league. Uh, this one, um, good morning, VM. Uh, with 24 hours under your belt, Vossi, was Pavlova still a wise decision yesterday morning? Um, I'll bring in James Magnuson. Uh, there's also further to the text. Missile, the Bulldogs should Burton bomb on tackle one every set, right between Nick Meaney and Wishart. Then at least Canterbury will be close to the try line when they inevi- inevitably make an error. That's from the Tassie Toad. Yeah. Giving you some tactics. Burton or... didn't do one. Did not do one. No. What's doing? Not one. But the question uh, there about Pavlova, right? Pavlova yeah. before yesterday's show. I, some say it's eggs, it's dairy, it's a bit of fruit on top. Is there a problem? Yeah. Massive five issues. Massive issues, was he? Pavlova at 5.30. No good. Thanks. Thanks. Okay. 22 after 7, this is Breakfast with Vossi and the Missile broadcasting from the studios of SEN, 11.70 AM in Sydney. Uh, Vossi and James Magnuson. The missile to you uh, this morning. Uh, the Prince of Carrying Bar has been in touch, James. Uh, good to hear from the Prince. Uh, morning, boys. A couple of years ago, people were complaining that players signed a contract a year in advance to play for another club. Now they're giving it to Mitchell Moses for not signing a contract a year in advance. What's your thoughts? Mm. That may be the best text we've ever got. Prince yeah. of Carrying Bar. I can see why you're royalty. That's very. That's a very... Very smart point he makes, James. I'll get you to respond. Yeah, that's, that's good fun. from the Prince. I, I I agree. There's so much furor around the Mitch Moses contract. He's going to re-sign at Parramatta. Just be patient. There's no rush. Well, be patient, Grasshopper. Yeah, well, I'm saying there's a perception, though, that he's waiting to see how the Tigers go. That's a perception among oh, really? some fans. If the Tigers mm, go like well, that. then suddenly, you know what I mean? Like, But I'm not going to the Tigers now. I'm not going to be the, 
saviour. But if they go, well, that's a perception of fans. Yeah. Uh, Sportsbet. Make it look easy with Sportsbet. Same race, multi this autumn racing. Conditions apply. Gamble responsibly. 1-800-858-858. Uh, Ryan Ingram from Sportsbet is online. James, James, you want to know the NRL minor premiers update? Is that correct? I do. What do you got for us, Ryan? Morning, boys. Uh, a big first round of footy we had there. And I guess the the biggest shake-up to the market has been the drift on the Panthers. We had them a very firm $3.20 favourite to win the minor premiership. They're at the $4.50 now after one game. The traders Ooh. have jumped straight off the back of them. The Storm goes six into equal favourite at $4.50. Ro- Roosters pretty steady around the $6 mark, even though they were... Uh, towered up quite convincingly by the Dolphins and um, Bossy we touched on it last Thursday who the best back team was in our book is the Dolphins you almost fell off your chair well they've gone $251 into 101 after their first round win what do you think about that? My goodness. Cash My out. Goodness. Cash out Bossy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nah look it's, um, it's such a good moment but boy oh boy um, I think now we've gone over the top that when Volandis talks about that, Bennett wasn't in and all of that, and uh, it was a great day. It was a great day for rugby league, but it's a long season. I'm not quite. Yeah, it's right. I'm not quite putting the Dolphins <laughs> in my top four just yet. Um, but uh, Ryan, no, they, okay, that's a minor premier update. What about a couple of racing tips on this Wednesday? Yes, uh, we'll, we'll start out at Doomben. We'll go to race two. There's a horse there, number seven. Uh, very good name. It's called the Loose Unit. Um, I like this one. It's a big field, um, they're, they're a mile trip, a big field. They're going to run along hard. So want a horse that's nice and fit. This horse is having its fifth start for the campaign, second start at the mile. And the big tick for me is Ryan Maloney goes on there. For those who aren't too familiar with the uh, Queensland racing, Ryan Maloney's the best jockey up there. So it's a massive upgrade to see that he's jumping on the horse. $6 at the moment. I think it's a really, really good bet. Uh, and then we'll go to Randwick Kensington. Uh, same numbers there, actually. I promise I've done form and haven't just picked the same two numbers. Uh, it's race two, number seven there, Soldier of Rome. And this is the first start-up from the Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Bott stable. They're so good with their, their two-year-old first starters. They're just very professional. They trial them up well. Anyone who knows their racing knows that Gay Waterhouse horses only know one way. They jump, they go to the front, and they control the race. I expect they'll do the same thing here. They've booked Tim Clark, who's their usual jockey um, for the stable. It's been $5 into $4.40, so good early support, which is what you like to see with their first starter. That's race two, number seven, Soldier of Rome at Kensington. Question without uh, notice, Ryan. Why on the weekends do they call it Randwick and midweek they call it Kensington? Yes, so the Kensington track is the inside track um, at Randwick. If you've ever been uh-huh. out there, they've, they've got another track on the inside. They sort right. of use that to preserve the track, um, the big, the bigger outside track for the weekend. There you go, Vossi. Yep, we're all <laughs> sorted. Uh, Ryan, thank you for that. Make it look easy with sports bet. Same race, multi, this autumn racing conditions apply. Gamble responsibly. That number one eight hundred eight five eight eight five eight, and all the sports bet markets will cover them in more depth uh, tomorrow and Friday. Of course, uh, round two of the NRL kicking off tomorrow. Uh, gamble responsibly. Ryan, have a great day. You too. Thanks, boys. And time now for the news.
Uh, it's great to have you back, Vanessa. We're here for Brighton's Lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness, contact Brighton's Lawyers. And don't forget, this morning we have a Signet Boost power bank to give away. All you have to do is become a follower on our Twitter page. The handle is at VossiBrandySEN, and you're going to draw uh, today to win the uh, Signet Power Boost Bank. Time now for this. Hello, Moto. All right, now the Roosters fan this morning. Vossi, we got, Vossi, we got Pedro on the line from Petersham. Pedro? Pedro. P- Pinnacle Pedro, actually, James. It's P- Pinnacle Pedro. Um, yes, the Pinnacle. On, what on about Canterbury, that comment? You're uh, kidding, Pe- Pedro. Pedro. Spencer <laughs> Lenu saying joining the, the Pinnacle of the NRL. I mean, even you must have <laughs> laughed at that. You must have laughed. <laughs> well, that's why I, I, that's why I whacked it in there. I, I want to talk about Canterbury, but just quickly on Luke Keary oh. and, and protecting the players. It made me um, think back. When I was at school, I got chucked off from behind and seriously did not remember one minute of the second half and I played the second half, right? So how can, how can we trust the player? You've, there's got to be somebody independent. And as they say, if they get it wrong occasionally, it's for the health of the players. You know, I mean, you, you can't say to a player, are you, are you, do you want to keep playing? It's not even a... Con- concept and you can't you have to have somebody independent you can't I'm, I'm going to say Pedro I'm more interested in the tackle that got you yeah. so uh, what position were you playing were you flying well, downfield what, what was the I'm, circumstances of the tackle? Oh, you yeah, can't remember I'd, I'd, no no I'd, I do remember I'd, I'd made a uh, break and I was out in the clear and I thought I'm going to score here and that's the last thing I remember and then yeah, um, yeah sort of come to 10-15 minutes after the game and yeah. I'm asking the boys what, what happened and um yeah, yeah. Apparently, the coach came out and I got up and then played the second half. Played pretty well. And yeah, I can't remember. Position were you, Pedro? What position were you, Pedro? Um, I can't remember. That was I was playing rugby union at the time for the school. Oh, I'm, I might have been playing hooker at that stage. Oh, so, right. Hooker, yeah, so you're a big guy. Sprinting downfield. No, no. Pedro the rooster, just big fat neck on you. Yeah, Pedro the rooster. Pedro the rooster. I'm all now. I um I I interviewed Darren Albert. Um, there are a few years ago, again on the fan, um, and Darren Albert's like you know, obviously the '97 Grand Finals, the you know the headline moment, the tackle on Matt Sears. There's you know absolute yeah. you know incredible moments, but he asked us, he said, "Can you dig out a hat trick I scored in my career? He got a few in his career." He said, "But could you dig out this hat trick I scored one day? Because I don't remember any of it. I got knocked out in the first half, played on, and wow. scored three tries. Isn't that amazing? That he remembers nothing." Of scoring three tries, staying on the field, having been concussed. It's crazy. The back body, of the day, not the HIA, stayed on, scored yeah. three tries, got his job done, but still a total blur. Your body obviously Doesn't goes remember. into like an autopilot and just does what it's used to. Because yeah, it's it's kind of it's, it's scary. All right, Pedro, where are you this morning, Pedro? On the train station, or where are you? I'm at the airport. I'm I'm about to get on a plane. I'm looking for Mister and Mrs. Chook. Actually, when, when they text in earlier saying they're at the airport. Just quickly right. on Canterbury, um, uh, guys, if I could. Um, we don't know how good men we are. So if they, well, they're going to come out this week and absolutely smash the bye. There's no doubt about mm. that. But if they yep. come out the week after and, and win by a uh, mozza, I mean, maybe, and Canterbury go okay, maybe that maybe that we're a bit early on judging. As, uh, as, as Joshy said, the pyramids weren't built in a day, were they? 
No. No, good saying. Well done, Pedro. Thank you for uh, all those pearls of wisdom. Good luck on the uh, trip to Bangkok uh, today, and I uh, hope things go well. Pedro the Rooster, former rugby union hooker who was tackled from behind and doesn't remember a thing. Um, this one, good morning, Vossie and Maggie. Uh, both of Wade Graham's feet were off the ground. This is the tackle that he's now got four uh. weeks for. He was lucky to only get four weeks. In my opinion, mm. if a player's feet are off the ground, the tackle goes from careless to reckless. Kind regards from the rooster mongrel. Mm. This was a point Cooper Cronk made in uh, commentary on the uh, Fox League panel that Wade Graham, that's where there was a problem. Feet off the ground. Uh, yeah, you lose control. Yeah. You lose control of what you're doing. Yeah, wild stuff. Mm. Yeah. I didn't have Pedro pinned as a man that had stuffed a few head knocks. I thought he'd be a... Uh... No. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, there's there's some more stuff um, here. There's so many texts coming through. Uh, this one from Maddie. Morning, boys. Just wanted to say, watch The Dawn and the Dolphins the other day, the uh, TV um, documentary. Oh, How of good course. is Wayne? Yeah. Can see why he's so respected by his players. He is the best. Also, quick shout out to the young Socceroos who had a nine-one win overnight. Thank you, Maddie. Yes, nine-one on fire. The young Have Socceroos. you watched the Dawn of the Dolphins? I haven't. No, no, I've only seen little promos for it. Yeah, actually. Um, looks good. I'm going to yeah, watch it. I'm, I'm probably a bit of the. Yeah, I'm. I'm more keen to watch it now that they had a win. <laughs> you know how it ends. Um, I, I saw a little bit of the Ryan Pappenhausen, you know, behind the scenes with Bill Knowles. Oh, yeah, Knowles. how was that? Chat with Bill Knowles on the show. Yeah, pretty. Oh, you had well, Bill on the show, did you? We had Bill, yeah, on the show. What and, was the secret? Was, you know, very enlightening. Well, he's, he's reconditioning. He's, he's, his whole mantra is exercises that replicate your movements during a game. But in rugby league, he, he gave the example what Tom Trebojevic does. Kick goes downfield, he turns around, he sprints, he picks up, he steps, he fends. Yeah, he gets hit by three players, 320 kilos combined weight. It's hard to replicate all things that happen in a rugby league game. It's yeah. not just like a runner hurting his knee and running in straight lines or yeah. skiers and the pressure on their knees. Rugby league players, we're an incredible sport. There's a fair bit of, there's a lot going on in any particular play if you break it down and the moves that an athlete will do. But Was Bill he Wells, confident that uh, Tom's back from that knee injury? He looked a little yeah, well, cautious on the weekend. Well, Bill Knowles did say, uh, when you're fit, when you're back, take another four to six weeks. Now, he knows that's not practical in sport, but that's his preference. Mm. Another four to six weeks of full fitness uh, before you put yourself in that in that game situation. Now, good chat, and you can still chase that up on the podcast, I assume, Ben. Uh, you'd be able to dig it up. Yes, you can. Uh, just search for Breakfast with Vossi and Brandy on the podcast. You can listen to the interview of the guru. He said, I'm not a effing guru <laughs> he wasn't and we said no guru is a positive bill guru is a positive um, but in america he said not being a guru is not all that um uh positive uh this one is james you told your story about the uh the intercom situation yeah. at home uh we've got a text here james i was one of those young boys ringing the intercoms at the retirement village in Dremoyne. again i apologize but thank you for straightening me out and changing my path who knows where i would have ended up Without your confrontation. Love always. Salim Mahajar. Go the doggies. <laughs> <laughs> That's a weird text. That is a weird, weird text. Wow. Uh, hey, Salim. Oh, man. He's had a bit of work, apparently, Salim. Had a little bit of work in the eyebrows. 18 to 8. On a Wednesday, it is Vossi and James Magnuson, the missile. We also have Michelle Bishop. Uh, with the sports reports, make your own rules at any time fitness. For any time fitness, here is Michelle. The Peter Volandi's comments about Wayne Bennett and the Dolphins, I find these quite uh, 
quite astounding, to be honest, Michelle. Tell us more. Oh, all the accolades we've been given over the weekend for the, for the Dolphins, their brilliant start, their history. They've gone to the wrong people or, or person, guys. It's been revealed Peter Volandis was the mastermind behind their success. He says he handed the Dolphins a non-negotiable condition when they applied for the NRL's 17th licence. And as I say, it was, it was, yeah, this is the way it's going to be. They must sign Wayne Bennett. Um, otherwise, it's a, it was a deal breaker. The 73-year-old had to be at the head of the club, otherwise the $100 million Redcliffe out, outfit would just not be in existence. So Volandi said that the, if anyone was you know, right for the job, it was actually him. He was going to be able to build a franchise from day one. So there you go. We've been praising everybody. We should have been praising Peter Volandi's. Yeah. Big round of applause. Yeah, yeah, basic stuff. James, reaction to that? I mean, there's something... There's something wrong with that to me. Did, did we base our expansion plans? So Papua New Guinea had have said, we've got Wayne Bennett, the coaches. Or West Australia, Perth said, we've got Wayne Bennett. That's where the expansion club is. Is that what you read between the lines in this, James? What came first? Did, did, they, did they present their, um, their pitch with Wayne Bennett as coach? Or was he announced as coach after they won their... Oh, look, he, he was always in someone's plans up there. And, and okay. I, yeah. you know, I think he was in, some, in and around conversations very early on with the Dolphins. I think they yeah. got in first. Who is the Ipswich coach going to be? Wayne Bennett. Wayne Bennett. They're all going to be Wade Bennett. Yeah. They're going to be Wade Bennett everywhere. Yeah. Just Wayne and Wayne. Like <laughs> uh, The like Indian Greenkeepers, Michelle, they're playing silly buggers again ahead of this fourth test. <laughs> well, guys, it's, it's been the topic, topic of conversation and, and such a dilemma. As you say, ahead of the fourth test, so much uncertainty surrounds which pitch will be used. We're seeing all different variations uh, being uh, splashed across social media, various photos. Um, of uh, Amurabad, but uh, we saw in the third test in indoor that wrapped up in less than seven sessions, three days. We were ripped off despite winning. Uh, cricket fans were. They should have um, should have gone the full extent. Uh, we're, of course, taking nine wickets over there, but um, as far as the Indian curators go uh, uh, and cricket authorities, they're at loggerheads at the state of that particular uh, pitch in indoor, and it's now emerged that the ground could be suspended from hosting international games. But um, they've prepared three options for this one. Um, they've got to pick one pretty quickly uh, for Thursday. Uh, all have significantly more grass, which is probably you know some good news, but all eyes will be on this one. But as you say, lots of fun and games behind the scenes. We'll just have to see what they dish up. Michelle, you're talking cricket there and you've missed the biggest cricket story of the day. Happy Marsh Cup final day, folks. The oh, Marsh yeah. Cup, the, the under-the-radar competition that is the Marsh Cup, the Who's domestic 50-over game. West Australia v South Australia is on today. Rivening. On this afternoon. While we're at it, so guys. While we're at it, it yep. is International Women's Day and I've been waiting. Oh, well, happy International Women's <laughs> Thank Day. You. Thank so you. Thank you. It's great to be a this woman. Is like the, so is this the build-up to World Plumbers Day, which is what we're told Saturday? Friday or Saturday's World Plumbers Day? Oh, it's a big a competition for, for Friday's World Plumbers Day. So today is International Women's Day. What's tomorrow? Anyone got a day there tomorrow? Anyway. Day off? No. Come yeah. a day off? Happy inter- no, happy International anyway, Women's Day. Anyway, happy International Women's member. Day to all the women out there. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Well done. Need, needs a day. Every, everything needs a day. Everything and everyone needs a day. Happy. What, what's a day for you, James? You got any ideas? International happy. Swimmers Day. International Swimmers Day would be nice. Yeah. Big nice. tall dude who scares kids away from intercom. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Creepy, creepy.
creepy big tall Blake. <laughs> anyway, Michelle, you'll be back for Anytime Fitness next hour. I will. Talk then, guys. You're welcome to Anytime Fitness, no matter who you are or what your goals. We had a text earlier today, Chock of Calderwood, who was on his way to his honeymoon, to fly out to his honeymoon in WA. Good stuff. Said, he said he, for his partner, his wife, he, he needed us to play some Harry Styles to keep a listing. Um, so he's setting up the marriage. You know, we can, I can listen to SEN, but SEN's a really good station because they play the songs you like as well. So there may be some Harry Styles coming up to the news in Vossioki today. As we go to a break, a text, though, from Ben the Bronco. Oh, BB. With a manly game on the weekend, Tom was in the open and didn't put his foot down. Fully fit Tom would have been hard to catch, but he just jogged downfield a bit. Not close to fully fit, says Ben the Bronco. Did you see that? I saw it, so yeah. A couple of times. Little... Yeah, yeah, a couple of times it happened. Um, it didn't have an impact on the game in the end, but I, I agree with the Bronco. I think he's 80% fitness max. All right, okay. And I've just received some bad news for the Voss family. Um, Mr. Voss, will you be attending Collecticom this uh, Collecticom this Sunday in Cambridge Park to sell your Brandy Beer Coaster collection? Collecticon is an amazing festival, very dangerous thing, but uh, Harry Voss tends to buy up everything there. But Collecticon, good luck to everyone going out to that at Cambridge Park at seven minutes to eight. This podcast, don't forget, you can listen live to the show every weekday morning from six till nine. Tune in through 11.70am in Sydney or anywhere in the world through the SEN app.